0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, uh, equestrians of all breeds, all disciplines. This is Scott Miller, the founder of the International Equine Network getting ready to bring you a preview of our show for thoroughbreds called at the wire uh, on international equine network we have 10 programs that we're going to start making available to everybody uh, they cover all phases of the horse industry from sales to uh, show horses to polo uh, you name it we, we have it uh, on the international equine network and one of the things that um we're going to start out with is a program called At the Wire. It's about um, the thoroughbred business. Um, we're going to go behind the scenes and we're going to talk to owners and trainers and jockeys um, uh, in the thoroughbred business um, just to see how they how they go their day to day lives. Um, you know, it's quite interesting. Uh, we're going to go in depth to a lot of different things. Uh, we're going to Talk about how they shoe horses, how they transport them, how they feed them. Um, there's, a lot, there's a lot. We're going to do, you know, with this, and uh, we will feature uh, the race of the week uh, every Thursday on at the wire. Uh, that that usually will come on the Saturday uh, following this program. Like today, for example, now we're going to look at um, the Florida Derby. Uh, which is uh, uh, on the road to the Kentucky Derby, and that will be Saturday at Gulfstream Park in Hollandale Beach, Florida. And so uh, that, that's kind of like what we're going to be looking at here. But uh, first of all, we're going to start educating our our listeners uh, on the, the horse industry, the thoroughbreds in particular. Um, one of the things that we would like to present to you today is – how to educate yourself on the thoroughbred industry. Uh, a lot of people just see, like the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, or the Belmont, maybe even the Breeders' Cup, briefly on TV. But they really don't understand how they get there. And, and that's the name of uh, one of the segments we have. Um, the journey starts here uh, on IEN. Meet the owners, trainers, jockeys, and horses. See what it takes to get to the Kentucky Derby join IEN to see how they get there. And and that's what we're doing today. Uh, we hope you will join us, um, email us, and, uh, you know, uh, ask questions. And you can call us and ask questions uh, about what we do um, here at IEN. Uh, to start off with, I would suggest that you go to um, thejockeyclub.com. Um, it's the Thor- thoroughbred owner overview, and what they do uh, in their owner's view is they go through the whole thoroughbred industry uh, at the jockey club. The jockey clubs kind of like our guy, our, our guideline, our, our uh, people that uh, help create the rules and regulations for the thoroughbred industry. Um, what I like about the, the owner view at the jockey club is um, you come in and, and you can find out uh trainer information. Uh you can find out about racing syndicates. Uh getting get started owning thoroughbreds. A uh, very, very uh, good segment there. Um, if you decide you want to own a thoroughbred, um, you know, you can go to uh the jockey club and uh it, it and they'll tell you. And uh, they'll tell you exactly what you need to get into it. Now, uh, you might think that you need a million dollars to buy, buy a horse, you know, to get into, uh, to the business. Well, you don't. Um, there, there's a thing called racing syndicates and racing syndicates are created by trainers to, uh, get a, a, a multiple horse owners for one horse, um, to see, uh you know how how they can get in the business and and so the syndicate is really a good a good way to go um a few years ago we had justify that uh, ran in the derby he had over 5000 uh owners in a syndicate and, and yes i did say 5000 owners in the syndicate the boss bought, bought small pieces of him from uh a company called myracehorse.com And you can join and own a horse as little as $30 into the syndicate. Um, They're a very good uh, outfit to deal with. They've got a lot of winners and very professional at what they do. So having said that, that means that you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to know a lot about the business to get involved and be an owner. And when you become an owner in a syndicate, um, you have all the privileges of going to the track, uh, uh, going to the backside, going to the owner's, uh, um, uh, certain, uh, to the winner's circle for, uh, for the owners. Um, it, it's just fantastic and it's at all the thoroughbred tracks here in, in, in the U.S. Uh, when you get involved with it. And, and that's, um uh, you know, a, a good way to start. Or if you got a lot of money, you can just go to the sales and you can buy, you know, a million dollar horse right off the bat. Uh, we don't know, uh, that doesn't happen that often. And then um, again, on the overview here, uh, it has a list of all the racetracks in the country, uh, where they're at, phone numbers, websites, so that you can take a virtual tour of the racetrack and see where you you might be going to race. Um, very good uh, information there. It's in U.S. and Canada. Um, it's just amazing uh, what they have in this. In this, um, you would be surprised. It's the information that you can get out of here, and I guarantee you, if you go to um, to thejockeyclub.com, owner view, I guarantee you, you will get involved in the horse racing business, whether it's a uh, as a fan um, on a regular basis, or whether it's as just uh, through the Triple Crown races and the Breeders' Cup. Um, but I, I tell you what, it, it'll really it'll really help you uh, go through. Uh, get into the business. Um, one of the things they have there is called the fact book. And it tells you a little bit of, uh, uh, about everything that's going on in, in the business. Um, it'll give you all kinds of statistics. Uh, it will give you uh, all kinds of information uh, regarding trainers and jockeys and, and breeders and so forth. Um, one of the things that, uh, That I like about it is when you go to the racing end of it, Um, it tells you the number of races that were ran in the U.S. and Canada um, uh, by distance and surface, um, and the gross amount of purse money that was handed out. And this is the interesting part. You can find out exactly how much money was put through the wagering windows at each individual track in the U.S. and Canada. And that, that's an alarming statistic about the money, and the amount of money that is being wagered into the into the business. And, and you can see why that uh, it, it flourishes like it does. Um, when the COVID started here in South Florida, uh, Gulfstream and Tampa, uh, they kept on running. Uh, they didn't miss a beat. They had their protocol set up uh, and had had it implemented from day one. And it just took us right on through the season, and it was just amazing that we still were able to race, still able to function, and and um, keep on uh, the business moving forward. And you got to remember, if racing stops, and that that hurts the breeding farms, that hurt hurts the layup farms where horses go to rest and relax and 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 take a little break. Um, it, it, it's just amazing. The domino effect that um, you know when when a racetrack stops what happens to it um, you know the, the people that uh, in their uh, cities of the racetracks the people at Burger King at, um, at the grocery stores um, all the different places you know that you that you go to every day that's where horsemen in the, in the horse industry uh, you know they shop and do all those things there too and if you take those away then that hurts the economy you know, so that's why it's important that uh, we keep the business going and, and do the right thing, you know, as far as the, um, the protocols are concerned. Um, you, you know, it's just amazing on, on this overview here. It tells you about two-year-olds. It tells you about the auction sales. Um, it, it tells you about the, the foals that are being in every year. Um, they have a national directory for just about anything that you can imagine um, that would, that you would need to, uh, know related to the horse industry. Um you know, that, that's at the Com, and it's called the owner view, uh, of the horse industry. And, and so if you're going to get in the business, that's where you start at. Uh, you start at a, a place like that where they can give you any and everything that you need to know and, um you know, just kind of take it from there. So, uh, that, that's where we're at with that. So now we're going to start getting into a little bit about what we do here on At The Wire. Um, One of the things that we're going to talk about here is uh, the the Kentucky Derby uh, and and the COVID uh, and how, you know, you have to uh, go through the protocols to do what you need to do to go watch the races. And there is going to be a a fan base attendance uh, at, at Churchill this year. It says um, the two day Kentucky Oaks and Derby ticket options uh, are uncovered in reserved uh, bleacher seating is in the first turn, and um, uncovered reserved box seating for uh, six in the infield. So what they're going to do is they're going to set up boxes uh, seating in the infield and it's uncovered. Uh, you know if it rains, you're in trouble. <laughs> You know that that's what that's what would happen there. But it's kind of a new take because usually they don't do that in the infield. They just you know let the people come in and they just mill around and and uh, do what they do. But um, Churchill's decided to set up uh, some um, boxes uh, in, into the infield there. Um, there's going to be temporary structures uh, in the infield, and they're going to expand the perimeter of the reserve seating opportunities. Um, there, additionally, there will be a uh, number of uh, limited um, seats on the first floor of the grandstand and second floor of the grandstand. Several seats are available for purchase at this time, so just contact Churchill Downs uh, because they're going fast. Um, it's the 147th running of, of the uh, uh, Kentucky Derby uh, and, and the Kentucky Oaks. Um, it's uh $1.25 million for the Longines Kentucky Oaks, uh, $3 million for the Kentucky Derby presented by Woodford Reserve will be held on Friday, April the 30th, and Saturday, May the 1st. Um, Churchill Downs is going to be seeding uh, anywhere between 40 and 50% of the capacity, up to 60% uh, in certain private areas. So you're looking at uh, 100,000 plus people that um that can attend Churchill uh on a normal uh on a normal race day or Kentucky Derby Oaks day. And so now you're lo- you're talking about looking at, you know, 40 to 50,000 people, you know, for the Derby this year. Uh it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. They've got it all planned out. Um you know, so uh, I would be it's getting close to Derby time, so I would be calling now you know, to set up uh make ticket arrangements sort or of to visit Louisville. Uh there's all kinds of websites, but go to uh Churchill Downs dot com and you can find all that out. And having said that about Churchill, and we will be coming back to uh, uh more derby information, uh the preakness um is gonna have ten thousand fans this year. Uh they will uh, uh be really glad to see uh, Pimlico and how they're doing this. Um, it's amazing. They've got it all set up. It's going to be a fan friendly. Um, it's going to be, um, inexpensive. Uh, they're going to have food, beverages, um, you name it, they're going to have it there. They're going to have a, um, uh, uh, you know, the social distancing, uh, that they will have. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, the city of Baltimore is just going to go all out to get things going again for, um, you know, from the, uh, Preakness, uh, it's a million dollar stake race. It's part of the triple crown and, uh, everybody's looking forward to it. Um, and they're going to be on, uh, broadcasted live on NBC five to 7 p.m. Um, on, uh, on race day, uh, the COVID restrictions, uh, infield, uh, has been kind of, I, I say it's going to be kind of tight. Um, they just really don't know how they're going to control, uh, the COVID, uh, protocol for the infield. But, um, at least they're going to have fans there. And that's what it's all about is getting the fans back to, um, you know, to the industry, back to live racing. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about some of the tracks have been doing $5 million a day, you know, uh, with no fans. And, you know, when they add fans uh, to it, you know, that's going to up that, uh, up that, uh, um intake of uh betting money uh quite a bit uh so that that's going to be um interesting to see we haven't heard anything on belmont yet um the governor in new york hasn't really come out and said uh, about um you know the belmont uh, stakes but that's not until later in june and um you know they got plenty of time to see what they could do for that and so it, it appears that um we are on the road to the, uh, the triple crown this year. Um, all the races are back to their original dates, uh, that they normally have. And so that, that's exciting. And, and it's all normal. It's getting normal for everybody. Uh, when you go to work in the morning, it, it, you're, you're falling in sync the way it was, you know, last year, you know, when, when before the COVID hit. And, uh, so that, you know, that's a good thing right there. It, it makes you feel a little better. Uh, even though there's not a lot of fans that will be attending, it's still, you know, uh, back to normal, I would say, uh, without the fans. Um, and then, and then uh, uh, we're, we go into uh, about the different trainers, the different horses that we all have on, on the Kentucky Derby Trail and how they get there. Um, one of the sad things was is um, so Bob Baffert's got a, a real nice horse. Um, it's owned by the Winstar uh, Farm and China Horse Club. His name is Life is Good. Um, he was injured in a workout at Santa Anita on March the 20th uh, to a hind ankle, and um, he, he's going to be taken out, and he'll have a, a surgery on it, and he will be back uh, sometimes in the fall. And Bob hopefully will get him uh, back for the Breeders Cup, uh, um, next year. Uh, th- this horse was a phenomenal horse. Um, I-, I couldn't, I couldn't believe him when he came down. He does it so easy. And, and that's what was the scary part about him for the Derby this year. Uh, he-, he was just so easy at what at whatever he does. And, and, uh, you know, he was just, um uh, uh, unbelievable, you know, type of horse. Um, never did get tired, uh, never showed any stress or any, uh, you know, uh, any laboring at, at when he ran. Uh, he was just, um, he was just unbelievable. Uh, he was the two to one favorite for the, um, pool of four of the Kentucky Derby. And, um, he was the shortest price individual in, in the March Future wagering in 23 year history, uh, of the Kentucky last 23 years of the Kentucky Derby when they started the putting out all the rankings. Um, he worked uh, six furlongs in 111 and 2 Saturday morning in and in a move to initially uh, pleased all of his connections, um, not drifting out uh, in the stretch uh, um, as he had in, in the past in the San Felipe. And I backly declined to say how life's good setback might uh, alter plans with them. Um, the other leading three-year-olds in his barn for the Derby um, had uh, a Concert Tour, uh, Medina Spirit, uh, were the two horses that uh, that he's going to take on into the Kentucky Derby. But um, So now he, he's got a lot of things to look at because um, since uh, Life is Good uh, is not going to be running in the Derby, uh, that makes other races available for Bob's other horses in his stable so they don't have to run against each other. And everything, so that's going to be uh, really something to take a look at. Um, I tell you what, um, this road to the Kentucky Derby is really interesting. Uh, last week, uh, on last week's show, we talked about the um, Louisiana Derby and uh, how how good that was, and we actually had the exact in that race of Hot Rod Charlie and Midnight Bourbon. Um, those horses are just phenomenal. Um, how they train and what they do and uh you know this hot Rod charlie i, I tell you what he's he's my sleeper from the derby um, this horse he came he came around really good um he he come out of the race good um he did it very easy uh once he got it got out of the gates he he just did it very easy um, he got bumped uh, uh at the start and uh he he just ended up. Uh, going right along. And again, it went back to like we were saying about the small fields. This is an eight horse field that he was in. So, you know, you could take a little bump here and there and, and uh, you know, make it right on down the track. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was interesting. Um, you know, the thing that concerns me the most is this 20 horse field coming up for the Derby. Very few of the horses that have seen uh you know that many horses uh in their race uh but this hot rod charlie seems to be a pretty good athlete um you know he just keeps on going uh he he's a son of oxbow which uh which was a derby winner um you know he he's just an amazing horse uh you know to go on down the road with him um i tell you that's my sleeper that's my sleeper folks that's who I think is going to end up winning the Kentucky Derby this year. Um, so it's, you have to keep an eye out on him. But um the road to the Kentucky Derby and the Derby point standings, Um you know, we're, we're looking at, uh, Hot Rod Charlie went right to the top of the charts after that win in the Louisiana Derby. Um he's made a, uh, he's made a million five thousand, a million five thousand, uh, seven hundred dollars in his career they he's just unbelievable he's got 110 points uh leading into the derby and then the second is midnight bourbon which has got 461 thousand dollars in earnings but he has uh, 66 points so um you know there, there's a big difference you know there between um uh, number one and number two as far as you know uh, the rating goes um this horse uh, that's number three is called Greatest Honor. Um, he is just a horse that I think is going to be an awesome horse, uh, depending on how he runs in the Florida Derby Saturday. Um, he, he's a Shug McGahee-trained horse, and Suge knows how to get horses ready for the Derby and ready for the Florida Derby. Um, so that that's good. And then, of course, Life is Good, was he was rated fourth, but he's now off the road to the Kentucky Derby. Um then we have a, a horse that uh, Bob Baffer has again. His Concert Tour. Made $756,000. Um, he's a serious contender. Um, he's a solid horse. But again, he's, he's been out west, and he hasn't been in that, in that uh, big field of horses yet. Uh, so that, that concerns me. Um, then we come to essential quality. Uh, this horse started out uh, the year the two-year-old racing season and, uh, into the three-year-old season is, is, a, uh, one of the toughest horses out there. Uh, he's made a million seven hundred eighty-five thousand $785,000 uh, trained by Brad Cox. And, um, this horse is a nice horse. Uh, he, he's really good, but I, I don't know if people might be looking at, um, him, uh, you know, uh, through, uh, uh through a rose-colored glasses, uh, Uh, He's had several easy wins, um, you know, and and again, it goes back to not having the the big horse uh, fields and all the good horses scattered all over the country and kind of like cherry-picking how they get to the Derby, which is important, uh, you know, to uh, get your horses there. You want to make enough points and enough money to uh, get into the Derby, uh, and and you got to test your horse. Um, you don't want to get them in over the head where they just get beat up real bad, uh, you know, and they they lose their heart. Uh, so you got to bring them along slow, pick the right spots. Now, with earning a million seven hundred eighty-five thousand, the central quality only has forty derby points, only forty derby points. You know, as to where you're looking at Hot Rod Charlie with a hundred and ten points. So that's telling you right there that the points that he earned, Hot Rod Charlie, were in big stake races and against good horses, but not necessarily, uh, you know, good, fi- uh, big fields, um, you know, that, that we have there. Uh, so, you know, that, that's what we're looking at, uh, you know, as far as the Derby's concerned, it's wide open. Uh, you know, you're going to see the Bob Baffert crew, uh, there. You're going to see, uh, the Brad Cox, uh, people there. Uh, you're going to see the, the Todd Pletcher crew there. And um that that's one of the things that um that we were looking at earlier today. Todd Pletcher is really uh, uh off the radar. Uh you know, as far as we go through the top um 22 horses, uh you know, Todd Pletcher's not even mentioned, you know, in, in any of those horses. Uh and, and that's unusual for Todd. Uh, you know, because now um you know, we got the Florida Derby coming around. It, it's gonna be a great race. Um we have uh greatest honor. Uh he's a six to five choice um in the Florida Derby and that's Sug Sugar, McG- Sugar McGahey's horse. And um should uh was rated three in, in the top twenty, you know, going to the Derby this year. Um this this is a nice horse. Uh he's really good. Uh he he can um he can test any horse that you might run against it. That's what. That's why he got the six to five favorite, you know, for the Florida Derby this year. Um, I, I I think he's going to just have a cakewalk Saturday uh, in, in this race. Uh, Bob Baffert will have um, Spielberg there, uh, which uh, with Javier Castellano in, in the mount, um, he he had eleven lengths allowance victory win, um, in February. So, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, you know, in, in, uh, the Florida Derby on Saturday. And then, uh, you know, and just to show you how horses do and how people are and everything, um, there, there was a horse, his name is Calibrate. Uh, he jumps from, jumps from a maiden win, uh, to the florida derby now that's a big difference you know for you know a three-year-old to uh you know jump up there and, and go into you know a graded stage race and and uh see you know see how you do um i'm telling you uh he he is some kind of a horse um he he's at six to one for the florida derby after breaking his maiden win and uh he, you just don't know what he's going to do. Um, you know, this is a three-year-old son of Intimissia. He's owned by Three Chimneys Farm, so he's got the talent and he's got the class and he's got the business-minded people behind him, so they know what they're doing when they get there. Uh, You know, so uh it's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, what he does with the horse. Uh, so they, they plan on getting him to the Kentucky Derby, too. And everything. So that, that's good. But the Florida Derby, that thing has got me going here, uh, this year. Uh, it's going to be an interesting race. And, and on Florida Derby Day, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about Todd Pletcher and not being anywhere around. Uh, so that, that's the hard part is no Todd Pletcher. But if you look on Florida Derby Day, on Florida Derby Day, Todd's got 15 horses that were eligible to run on, on, uh, on Florida Derby Day. And so I, I was just totally amazed to see the whole card for the Florida Derby. Uh, that's just blowing my mind, um uh, to see what, what, you know, it's gonna happen. Um, it just, it just does blow my mind. Um, you would be surprised at, um, who, what, when and where it's gonna be there. In uh, uh Florida on Saturday, you know at Gulfstream park, uh, I was amazed uh, about ten years ago at Gulf Stream when we saw some of the best horses in the world at at Stream and i mean three year olds from all over uh, they were the best uh, you could you could not believe so uh it's another could not believe weekend this weekend. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of information here about the Florida Derby and why it's so important uh, to uh, uh, the horsemen. Uh, the Florida Derby is probably the last best prep race you can get for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, it's a grade one, 750,000 at and a mile and an eighth. Uh, the largest winning uh, margin in Florida Derby history, was in 2003 by Empire Maker. He went by nine and three-quarters lengths. Uh, the smallest winning in uh, margin, margin, uh, six horses, have, uh, have only won by a nose in the last, um I don't know, about 20 years, and it was Icebox in 2010. Uh, the fastest time was General Duke in 1957. It was 146 and four-fifths. Uh, which is, uh, that's moving out. That's moving on Gulfstream's track. But the largest payoff was Williamstown Kid in 1966. It was $183.60. Smallest payoff was Spectacular Bid in 1979 and Honest Pleasure in 1976. It was $2.10. Now the largest field that they've ever had was 18 in 1952. So uh, the smallest field was five in 1969 and uh, 1957. So, again, it goes back to the importance of uh, the fields that we're running in, uh, you know, here in, in the road to the Kentucky Derby. And, and I would say that that's probably the uh, most important thing that uh, uh you have to look at when you're talking about, uh, you know, the Kentucky Derby, Uh It's the size of the field on the road to the Kentucky Derby. So if you're going to handicap or you want to pick your horse for the Kentucky Derby, my suggestion is, and this is the only thing you look at, don't be taken in by, you know, all the the betting books. Uh, Don't be taken in by all the media and everything. You go back and you look at all the Derby prep races going into the Kentucky Derby and see how many fields were, large fields. You're not going to find very many. And then out of those large fields, you evaluate the horses that um, ran first, second, third, and fourth, and then you see what they did after that in their next race. So to me, the most important uh, thing to look at for uh, the Kentucky Derby this year is the size of the fields. Is the size of the field. Um, The most wins by a trainer, and and again, like I said, Todd Pletcher might have his best race day ever on Saturday at Gulfstream because he's got so many horses running uh, on there. But the most uh, wins by a trainer is Todd Pletcher. He's got five. He uh, won in 2007, 2014, 15, 17, and 18. So, you know, that, that tells you a lot right there. And then, naturally, um the most wins, uh, by a jockey was Johnny Velasquez, and he had, um five wins, also 2009, 2013, 15, 17, and 18. And a lot of those were for Todd Pletcher, you know, that he had, uh, uh, which is just uh, you know really amazing, and what Todd does at Gulfstream. And, and if you look at the if you look at the turf races this year uh, that, that Todd will be running in at, at Gulfstream, he's got some phenomenal horses in there. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've seen these horses out here at Palm Beach Towns. He trains here at our winter facility, and I, I tell you what, we've got a nice uh, we've got a nice uh, turf course there. And all of a sudden, Todd started winning turf races. They Just out of nowhere, he just started winning winning turf races, because he's not known as a turf trainer. But all of a sudden, he just goes to show you, you know, that a horse will tell you what they can do and what they can't do. And one of the things that they can do is run when, when you ask them to. And uh, Todd's had a lot of success on the turf now, you know, and uh, he's got a lot of turf horses running Saturday, so, you know, uh, be able to tune in. You can go to um, IENTV.org uh, and you can watch the races uh, on America's Day races at um, the uh, 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 IENTV. You know? So um, it's going to be interesting you know on Saturday. But um, the Florida Derby in itself, um, there's a lot of nice trainers here, uh, a lot of uh, old school trainers. Um, they'll be carrying a weight of 122 pounds. Um, they're going a mile and an eight on the dirt um it, it's uh like I said seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to uh um, purse money and, and the thing that that I like about it is the trainers that we have down here we've got eleven horse field now now see we're back up to to a large field and um that greatest honor from Shug McGhee, he's in there um Bob Baffert has Spielberg in there. Todd Pletcher's got known agenda uh, in, in there. Um, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see, uh, you know, what we have here. Uh, there's a lot of horses that um, I believe in the Derby that are trying to stamp their ticket uh, to get in into um, uh, Churchill. And, and the one I like, uh, and I think going to really turn things around, is called Quantum Leap. Um, he's trained by Ian Wilkes. And uh, he he is a, a horse that's uh, been managed very well uh, with with uh, his schedule. I think they got him here at the right time. I don't know if he's seasoned enough yet, but uh, I think that he is uh, he's right there where he should be. Um, Ian Wilkes is a good trainer. Um, you know he he uh, uh, is a solid trainer. Uh, he's going to be right there with him. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. And then I tell you another one, uh, too, is Mark Cassie's got a uh, soup and sandwich in there. He's a Florida bred. And, um, Mark, uh, usually, uh, goes up to Canada and that's where he does all his, his winning is in Canada, but he can win down here in the States. And, um, I think Mark might just have this horse, uh, you know, in the right spot. And then, um, we have Calibrate. Uh, Calibrate is the horse that just broke his maiden. And uh, my uh, Joseph Jr., uh, a good trainer, uh, good, real good trainer, Spielberg for Baffert, um, he, he's there. So, uh, you know, that's post time is 6.40 p.m. Eastern time um, at Gulfstream. And then uh, tune in to watch and see, uh, you know, what happens with him. Um, so I tell you, <laughs> I, I'm really uh, looking forward to this weekend of racing. Uh, we've got uh, other races that are on, on tap uh, for the weekend. We have um, the UAE Derby. Uh, it's going to be an all-day thing on uh, on Fox Sports uh, with uh, the UAE Derby. Very good race meet there, and the Jeff Ruby stage from Turfway. Um, that's a nice little uh, uh, race there, and it's gotten some good horses uh, prepped over the over the years uh, coming out of there. But see, right now we're sitting in a position to where we're getting close to the Derby. And you, you got to have just about any and everything uh, that you need to have done with your horse done by now. Uh, we've got some races coming up here uh, that will be uh, uh, little prep races uh, here and there uh, to see. Um, uh, like we've got the Bluegrass Stakes coming up. We've got the Arkansas Derby coming up. Um, kind of a couple other smaller races that'll be coming up and and those those horses that usually come out of those races there it does one of two things to you either you're right on the money you're spot on and it's a good prep race and you get out of the race good and uh, you get up to church on you run good uh you know that that usually uh works pretty good uh the other thing is is that sometimes your horse will bounce um you'll get in there and And uh, let me tell you, you know, he said, "Why did I run this close to the Derby? Can I get him back? He lost too much weight." Uh, You know, because you're thinking about, you know, like say from Arkansas, the weather's there and can be uh, very different. Um, You know, then you got shipping to Churchill, uh, you got the uh, Santa Anita Derby, you got you got a lot of a lot of good races coming up. There's ten left, and uh, you know to get get your points and get in. So. it's going to be kind of uh, interesting to see how, how all that how all that comes about, uh, you know, with them. Um, I was just totally amazed uh, this morning when I come out and I saw the horses moving like they're moving and doing what they're doing. Um, you know, it, because the weather's been here, it's been nice here in South Florida, 80, 85 degrees, uh, 60s at night. Uh, you know, it's really doing doing really good. Um, You know, so I said, "Well, this is going to be a derby that we're going to have to watch the day-to-day works on TVG and see who's all coming up." uh, Which the TV programming that's coming up here for the rest of the month is going to is going to be really good. Um, March 25th, uh, we got TVG's got live racing from all across the country. Um, March uh, also on March 25th, they got live trifecta. Um, it's on Facebook twitter and youtube uh so that that's really good um and then and then as you go through the rest of the rest of the uh, um, uh month uh twenty seventh America's day' at the races uh including coverage of the dubai world cup and that starts at eight a m and then it goes all the way to seven thirty p m on race day across america so uh, again we're going back to like we were talking about it was distribution uh you know of all the races and everything um, to see what happens uh you know uh in the horse business, you know so uh I tell you um like we were talking about last week about the distribution aspect of it uh we we were really surprised to see who was taking hold and who's doing what, and speaking of the distribution of what you know uh, of the horse industry. Uh, not only in the thoroughbreds, but um, you know, of everything. Uh, we were talking uh, yesterday about the sales that um, they just had at, at Kingwood. and um, it, it was it was a virtual sale. It was a sale that was very successful, and uh, it, it could have been it could have been more, it could have been less. Um, but the problem is, is we haven't educated. The horseman enough about the virtual aspect of the industry um, you know that that's one of the things that uh, that we have to go back and do now and, and it's kind of like one of those things what do you do? How do you do it uh, you know and go from go from there um, The virtual sales were, were excellent at king uh, you know I, I was really surprised in what they did and they they did pretty good. Uh, you know, with it, so uh, they're having a good success with the virtual sales in Europe and in Australia. Uh, but they've educated their their uh, uh, people a little better uh, than we have here. They've really got behind it, and uh, they're really pushing the you know the virtual sales. And, and the thing that we're having a hard time here in the states done is most of our buyers are used to physically going to the. Um, to the sales venues, you know, like OBS and Keeneland and things of that nature. And I got to thinking about that. I said, you know, when you go go look at a horse, you have the vet vet the horse out. Uh he'll take take a look at it, um, see what it is. The trainer goes in, tells you what you know what he thinks, uh, you know, that, that type of thing. And um then you kinda of make a decision, you know, whether you get it or not. Well, to be honest with you, a lot of the sales they're pretty much turned into a social event, more so than anything. You know, you get there and you do your networking, you meet uh, people that you're trying to uh, uh, get an alliance or a partnership with, and and that's that's really a, a you know something that's uh, uh, you know good, and that's what it's become over the years. Uh, the decision ultimately comes down to uh, uh, you know the owner saying, hey, yes or no. And, uh, you know, the, the trainer's got to sell him, uh, on that horse, you know, take him out to the bars, they pull him out and they look at the horse, um, and they say, okay, well, you know, I think this one might be the good one, uh, you know, this one might be, uh, so-so, but let's, let's go ahead and get him. But, uh, the of prospects that they had at, at Kingland in, uh, on a digital sale in March, uh, was really unbelievable. Um. They had uh, uh, some really nice horses in there, kind of a test uh, model to see what would happen. Um, they had uh, one of the horses sold for $50,000 at, at the digital sale, and that was a sale topper there. Um, so, you know, that, that was uh, something that, that was really good, good to see. Um, the thing that uh, – there, there wasn't that many horses in the sales. Um, the one day of mixed the uh, March digital sale um, grossed uh, $128,000 for six horses. It says uh, 22 were offered and only six were sold. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, Kingland sat down and they evaluated what they had and they uh, uh, said, you know, this is what we're going to have to do for the future, you know, to make it better. And so, you know, now they've got time to work on it because it does it does work. It does work. Um, additional sales have been added uh, at Keeneland uh, for June, July, August, October, and December. Now, that tells you a lot right there in itself. You know, that a, a company like Keeneland has been selling horses forever and a day. Um, you know, they came in and they decided that um, it worked well enough, and if they tweak it, uh, it can get better. And uh, this was just a mare sale, not mind you, just a mare sale. And um, they're having good success at places like OBS and Fasic Tipton with the two-year-old training sales um, because that's all, all on uh, online, digital. Um, they have the two-year-old training sales coming up from uh, Gulfstream Park. And uh, if you go to our website or to um, Fasic Tipton's website, uh, you'll be able to see them the Wednesday, March 31st, is the sale at 2 p.m. The under-tax show will be uh, Monday, March 29th at 9 a.m. So if you want to see the horses move on the track, um, you know, you don't have to be there, but you can see them, you know, uh, through uh, uh, the, the media, through uh, distribution network on TV and radio and, you know, and the Internet uh, for it. So that that's coming up here March 27th, and that's a good sale. Uh, you know, to, to see. Uh I, I was really surprised that um uh <laughs> everything that goes on uh here in South Florida is um, is unbelievable. Uh so that there I mean March thirty first I mean is the sale and March 29th, um, which is um, this Monday is the uh, under tax show. Uh everything so Getting there, Um, and then just to uh, top off a a little bit more about what what we're doing here about distribution and everything, Um, the show horse industry has really been kind of um, an odd industry, uh, you know, to be around. And I know it's not related here to the thoroughbreds, but uh, it's the point I'm making here is about distribution and uh, putting together the right uh, team to. To announce uh, um, you know uh, the the shows bringing uh, the information uh, the production crews it, it's 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 really a a, a tough way to go um, to get everything going as you can see with me, I struggle to get through here, but the concept that I have is the concept that'll work and uh you know if I get uh, you know if you imagine if we had the the professional announcers and, and, um, you know, we got the professional people at BBS radio to help us do what we do. And then we take it to video, but the concept that I have is there. And, and it's proven me out to be right every day, day in and day out. And the more distribution you get, the better off we are. And it's not like it was in the old days when ABC had a, a, a wrap up on, uh, you know, all of the, uh, Triple Crown races, um, you know, or they had the wrap-up on uh, NASCAR or what have you. Uh, now it's just any and everybody can, you know, do distribution of, of the product if you get together with the different people, um, you know, at the tracks and the show venues. But um, like I said, going back to uh, the show horse people, um, they're seeing what uh, the thoroughbred people are doing. And so they kind of realized that, hey, this is what we got to do. Uh, there's no general mission in, in the $500,000 uh, Rolex Grand Prix. Uh, you can stay at home and watch it. Uh, it's gonna, it's free. Um, all you got to do is uh, you, you log on uh, to uh, uh, see uh, what the uh, uh, $500,000 Rolex is gonna be. And I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be something interesting to see. Um, if you go to news at, dot um, equest- equestriansport.com, they will tell you how to watch it for free. Uh, you know, th- let me tell you something, folks. Um you, th- you think, uh, uh, the thoroughbred business is, is something, um or the standard bread business. Uh, the show horse people have not had any of their, uh, events like on TV. They've just all been kind of quiet and left to their own. Uh, To their own, and now you're looking at a $500,000 Rolex Grand Prix, um, and you can stay at home and watch the class for free. You know, so that's something different. Everybody likes to watch uh, horses and show horses jumping, and um, you know they they just uh, they love it. And, and that's one of the things that the show horse people are starting to do now. And, and the great thing about it is, is um, you can go from the backyard shows all the way up to a show like the five hundred thousand dollar Rolex. Um, you know that that is uh, unbelievable. You know when you go see that, uh, and they have live streaming on it it's Saturday, um, March twenty seventh. The pre shows at twelve thirty p.m. Eastern, and the first horse goes on course at one p.m. So, uh, you know, that, that's something there that you can, uh, get the whole family down and watch and, uh, let them know what's, uh, you know, uh, what there is there. And then as the COVID, uh, lets up, uh, you know, you can go out to the horse shows and see them. And it doesn't matter whether it's a small show or whether it's a big show. We've had a lot of success here at Sunshine Meadows with uh, some of our smaller shows, the IEA shows. Uh, we've got uh, shows here that that bring uh, high school and college students in from uh, seven different states in the southeast, uh, you know, to show. And and it's a free show to come to. Uh, You know, you can drive out here to Sunshine Meadows, and uh, you can watch them train, and you can watch them uh, jump, and um, there's all kinds of things that, you know, you can do here. Um, We have On the Deck on Saturdays out here. It's our standard-bred people. And um, what they do is they feature the top horses um, on that day. They all have numbers on them. And uh, you can get a book from Byron Bell or from Jeffrey Bell over at Barn 12. And uh, each number um, in the book um, is sent out to the track, and you know who the owner is and you know who the trainers are. Uh, You know everything about that horse. And it's free to come out here to Sunshine Meadows on Saturday mornings. Uh, to do that. There's a lot of places that you can go out to and watch the horses train and and watch the shows for free. So, all you got to do is just give us a call and tell us where you live at, and we'll give you all the shows that are in your area. We'll give you all the racetracks that are in your area. We'll tell you who's racing, uh, you know, where, who's open, who's closed, Um, exactly what the uh, protocol is to get into the facility, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're looking at. Um, so, you know, you gotta get a hold of us and let us know. And, uh, call in. You gotta call in. Uh, so I don't struggle so much. Uh, make me better, folks. Make me better. But, um the racing coverage from dawn to dusk land March 27th. Uh, yeah, gonna be very interesting. Uh, the Dubai uh, Cup card will be on. That starts at 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, on Fox Sports 1 and 2, uh, um, and then it goes right on through, uh, you know, Florida Derby Day and, uh, uh, other, uh, tracks, you know, you'll be able to see, uh, uh, the Jeff Ruby Stakes, the Florida Derby, uh, you'll be able to see all those on Saturday, uh, out here. So that, that'll be good. And, and right on through, right on through. If you just look down through our, our media network, um, you know, we're looking at TVG. We're looking at Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. Fox Sports 1 and 2. Uh, you know, again, M- uh, NBCSN. So, you know, we're looking at, at a lot of good things there. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're able to watch all these uh, horse events that we've been talking about uh, here. Um, for example, uh, the radio schedule, uh, you know, that, that's out there. Uh, you know, we're looking at... Um, Therm Red Radio Network, HRRN, uh, uh, you know, we're looking at uh, a lot of good, good places to go ESPN at uh, 9.50 a.m. Uh, in, in the morning, off to the races uh, with the Racing Biz uh, Radio Network. Um, so, you know, it, it, there's a lot of things out there, both radio and television wise to get to know the, the business. Um, the horse business uh, where to go what to do when to see it <clears throat> And that 's what we 're all about here is distribution um, i I can imagine what we're going to do here at i e n once we get you know uh, it's situated to where we get some uh, professional announcers in here and and we've got our format down uh, you know we're we're looking at uh, uh just a, a at the different shows that we have uh you know like on, on our uh, network now you c- you can see uh um, polo for example uh and, and they're just going great, great guns now because this is getting towards the end of the year here in south florida um you know is is what we're uh, uh, looking at um, you know uh, we're looking at um, oh, I'll give you a good example this week uh, we've got the new uh We've got the new IEN camper that's going to be put up on our network, and you're going to be able to take a virtual tour of the camper to see what it's like and, and how important a camper of this nature from Keystone and camping world is to the to the horse people. Um, you know, we're going to have the farm of the week this week, the business of the week, the equestrian of the week. Um, you know, who's going to be the equestrian of the week? Um, you know, we we, find, we search the world over you know to find uh, these farms and businesses of the week uh, to see who's doing what and, and how they get there. Um, you know we just talked about at the wire today. Uh, it'll get more refined and it'll get more um, you know in line with uh, uh, you know a regular schedule. Uh, we're looking at chuck wagon. Um, chuck wagon coincides with our uh, uh, with our RV. Uh, we're going to have uh, recipes on uh, there, what the horsemen can eat at the at the shows and the races, and you know just how the RV life is a part of uh, uh, your way of life um, for the horsemen. And some of it, some of the horsemen, uh, the RV is their home year-round. Um, you know we've got Chucker with uh, live uh, live uh, programming uh, all this week long in Wellington and West Palm Beach. Um, we have uh, a lot of polo matches that are getting ready for the America's Cup uh, coming up here in a few weeks. Um, we got flying tournaments, um, the harness industry. Uh, we got International Equine Report, which we had today. We got Quest for Equine Gold. Uh, we'll be talking about the Olympics next week. Um, well, that's going to be be something else. We got Last Call, which is sales is coming up at Gulfstream, and um, we have other other sales too. Um, We've got um, quarter, uh, uh, quarter Time, uh, which is the um, quarter horse industry. And then we have um, Zero to Ten, the 2021 Road to Gold uh, for the Dressage people. Um, you know, that, that that's really good. We've got a great movie running this week uh, on um, IEN. It's a, a good family movie every week. Uh, we change it, and we'll have a good good movie there. Uh, you know for it so that that's one of the things that we like here but all in all all the rambling that i've done today and everything from the last hour um, i know it's hard to keep up with and you know i kind of drift a little bit and you know get get off the off the track here a little bit um, but uh, basically you know the whole thing is is that we're talking about distribution of the equine industry and um, if you come to our website um, you don't have to deal with me. You just go to the website. Um, all you got to do is just think about, you know, what's there, and, and you know, uh, the, go to the links on there, and it'll tell you anything and everything that you need to know about about um, you know the industry. It'll get you to the right spot with one click, and um, that's what I like about what we do here. Is we can cut out a lot of the different things that are, um, you know, that'll get get you out of the way. Um, the the show that we have on, the movie that we have on this week is called, uh, Moondance da- Moon Alexander. And it's inspired by a true story. So lo- those are the kind of, um uh, you know, things that we're looking at, uh, here, uh, at IEN. So that's about it for me for the day. Uh, I'll be back with you next week. Uh, next week we're gonna uh, go into the, uh, the deep part of quest for equine gold. Uh, it's going to be, um, uh, about the show horse industry and the Olympics next week. Uh, and then we also will have the results of, uh of the Florida Derby, the UAE Derby and the Jeff Ruby stakes next week. And, uh, if I can get things together here mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get videos going, uh, you know, soon, uh, and see what happens. And, um, Join us on IEN um, or the International Equine Network next Thursday at one o'clock.